I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. Welcome to Spiritual Thinking, Solutions to Real Problems. God never intended for Christians to be the poor of the world, but rather a testimony of his blessings. Because you know what? You are blessed to be a blessing because you're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed in the country. You're blessed in the community. You're blessed in your career. But this blessing is there, but it's not automatic. It takes renewing your mind to understand the principles that God has laid out for you and your household and your family tree to be incredibly blessed. But it definitely takes discipline to be able to implement God's principles in your life as it relates to managing your money. You got to know that. So many people want God to bail them out of the boat. Consider every decision on the basis of its effect on the work and reputation of Christ. Do not put God in a financial corner and place him in the role of a bailer. I suspect God does not like to sit in the back of a leaky boat and continually have to bail us out. Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. The difference between a recession and a depression is whether you are employed. Mm. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcity like a armed man. I know everybody want to have financial freedom. Financial freedom is relief from worry and tension about overdue bills, a clear conscience before God and others, and the absolute assurance that God is in control of your finances. That's something we have to do. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. The attraction of materialism is so great in our society that Christ devoted two thirds of his parables to warning his disciples about it. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. What about your name? Is your name representative of quality? 
What a great witness it would be if every time customers encountered a believer in Christ and they run a company that that customer would remember the quality of the work, the quality of the products. A good name is to be more desired than great riches. Favor is better than silver and gold. People who are trapped in prestigious, well-paying jobs that do not meet their inner needs spend their lives envying the very people who are envying them. Y'all know people envy other people. There is one who pretends to be rich, but has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, but has great wealth. God wants us to be a lender. God's word tells us that his plan for us is to be debt free. And even better than that, we should be lenders rather than borrowers. The Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. We got to have the right perspective as it relates to worry. We got to have gratitude that overcomes worry. It's hard to make ourselves stop worrying sometimes, but we can decide to ask God for what we want, thank him for what he has already given, and thank him for being the kind of good father who gives good gifts to his children. Cultivating gratitude reminds us that God is good and therefore we don't need to worry. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? Do you know giving is a good thing to do? Giving is a gift. Some Christians have received a gift of giving. To them, the multiplication of material worth is an extension of their basic ministry within the body of Christ. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. Every one of our children should learn to live on a budget themselves. I truly know that that is so important to teach our children how to live on a spending plan. Why is that? Poverty and shame will come to him who neglects discipline. But he who regards reproof will be honored. We are our children and our children's example, in other words. They learn from us. They need to understand what is good financial stewardship. And stewardship is just being a manager of 
of something. As we be in a financial example to them, we are doing what the Bible tells us to do as it relates to finances. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Many of the symptoms we see so abundant in our society today, business failures, massive bankruptcies, divorce, two job families stem back from the same basic of ignoring God's word and his warnings. Now it shall be, if you will diligently obey the Lord your God, be careful to do all his commandments which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. What elevator are you on? Have you ever found yourself on the wrong elevator or the wrong floor? Pride is the desire to be elevated because of material achievements. People are stuck in pride because they want to be elevated in the wrong perspective. Have you ever been on an elevator and hit the wrong button and you had to wait? Oh, you had to get off and then get back on. Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. We are supposed to acknowledge Jesus as the rightful owner of the resources we manage. The time will come when this chance to acknowledge Jesus voluntarily is past. But until then, we all get to make daily choices. And that's important that we make the right daily choices with the right information. Wrong information equals wrong choices. Right information equals right choices. We must understand that for the earth, is the Lord's and everything in it. A Christian, a believer in Christ, must transfer ownership of every possession to God. That means money, their time, their family, their material possessions, their education, even earning a potential for the future. Why is that? And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms for my sake shall receive many times as much and shall inherit eternal life. Do you trust money or do you trust God? God will use money to develop our trustworthiness. This principle is important because our lives revolve around the making, spending, saving, and other uses of money. If therefore you have not been faithful in the use of unrighteous mammoth, who will entrust 
the true riches to you. The idea that money brings happiness, I truly believe it's a myth. There is no relationship between money and happiness. Now, when you get paid, that's a happening. And most people smile or they feel like they can pay some of their bills. But that's just only a happening. That doesn't equate to happiness. Money can give you options. Nothing wrong with options. But that's not where your happiness lies. But godliness with contentment is great gain. What are the essential elements in making sound financial decisions? Do you know what they are? Adequate knowledge and the wisdom to apply it. That's key in order to make sound financial decisions. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of the times and strength of salvation. Do you know that your work is a witness? Your work is a witness. Work at home, your work at work or in your career or in the community, you may be a volunteer. But whatever the work that you do, you're witnessing about who you are. Few Christians who view their work as a chore have much of a witness on or off the job because few of them, okay? If you view your work as a chore, have much of a witness on or off the job. Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. So the plan is this. The work that you do, you have to do it with all your heart. And you bring a witness to that place of work. Develop the skill that is needed to have an effective witness while you're working. That is so important going forward. You got to pray. You got to understand knowledge. Diligent prayer about specific decisions is no substitute for a basic working knowledge of God's financial priorities. If we know the kinds of things God values and those he considers relative, unimportant, many financial decisions will be fairly obvious. Here's the principle. Do not be anxious then saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we clothe ourselves? For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. When people are in debt, they're in bondage. Especially heavy debt. Maintain the principle of remaining debt free. It is a possibility. Because all things are possible to them that believe. Make every decision on the basis of whether it may result in bondage. 
every time you borrow, every time you use the credit card and you cannot pay it off at the end of the month, every time you get more loans, student loans, or any type of loan, you're taking yourself into a place of bondage. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. We have a need as believers. Get out of debt is not only scriptural with many benefits in its own right, but doing so allows Christians to contribute to the needs of the saints and to evangelize the world. The gospel is not free. It's been provided, but it takes resources to be able to propagate the good news around the world. As each one of have received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We got to know that our giving can be directed in the right direction. The most important principle of all is to allow God to direct your giving. How is that happening or how would that happen? Well, the Bible tells us that when we trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thine own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. It may be true that women buy on impulse more often than men. It may be true, and it may not. But when a woman spends impulsively, she would typically buy something new, like an outfit. But when a man takes the plunge, he will come home, possibly with a new car, a new motorcycle, a new boat. <laughs> Men spend less often, but when they do, they spend more money. Both men and women need wisdom and not to be impulsive. For wisdom is better than jewels and all desirable things cannot be compared with her. In order to have the right success, you have to write it down. In order to maintain an orderly spending plan, whatever you want to call it, a budget, it is necessary to keep accurate records. This includes both previous established home budgets in the past, things that you've done, and adequate bank record to reconcile your bank statement, to keep those receipts. When you go to the ATM, you have to do that. If not, poor is he who works with a negligent hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. An employee who will pad his expense account and rationalize it will eventually pad his income and rationalize that as well. 
Bread is obtained by falsehood, is sweet to a man. But afterwards, his mouth will be filled with gravel. There's so many people that are employers that say that they have a relationship with God. But many Christian employers are guilty of paying some employees less than a livable wage. To hire someone at such a low wage is in direct violation of the principle of fairness. They must get a fair wage. Do not take advantage of a hired man who is poor and needy. Pay him his wages each day before the sunset. There's other people that believe in God that get trapped into operating by the world's wisdom rather than God's wisdom. The world says, whatever you see and desire, acquire it, get it, go after it. Whatever feels good, do it based on what you see or how you think or how you feel. But the key here is this, as a believer, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Do you know that work is good, especially when you want to work? Financial bondage exists when there is no desire for gainful employment. It is one thing to not to be able to find a job at the moment. It is a complete different thing when someone is not pursuing work. I think there's work for everybody. Yes, people do lose their jobs. They're, they're not having a good career and they quit and they're looking for other means of income, legitimate means of income. If anyone will not work, neither let him eat. Now, as we go forward, there's so many people that are envious of someone else. Envy is the desire to achieve based on other people's success. My steps had almost slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant, as I saw prosperity of the wicked. People must not depend on the world. Do not make plans that are totally de dependent on financial increases. God's wisdom can be manifested through a reduction, if necessary, to redirect our lives. Just because the opportunity is there to get promoted or to make more money or to find an opportunity that could be possibly a quick fix and those things don't work long term. But you got to know sometimes it's good to make less until you are mentally, emotionally, intel intelligently ready to make more. God will bless you with whatever you're making now. It's not all about increased, but it's about who you depend upon. I know how to get along 
with humble means. And I also know how to live in prosperity. God's plan is for everybody to learn to have contentment with where you are, but knowing that that's probably not where you're going to be the whole time. People must understand there's our keys in order to be at a place of managing your money. In the Old Testament, the sons usually receive their inheritance while their fathers were still living. Thus, a father was able to oversee the stewardship while they were alive. House and wealth are in an inheritance from fathers. God is in the blessing business. His goal is to bless you, but you have to trust him. People don't trust God, but they trust riches. They trust things. That's why they're still depressed. They trust the stock market. They trust uh, certain investments. Nothing wrong with those things, but it is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. Being in debt is something that we must stop. It's the right perspective and the right attitude. Any expenditure that is not absolutely essential, it's important to put the brakes down. Put your foot on the brakes on this one. Sometimes we just have to get the essentials at the moment until we can do better. He who loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and oil will never be rich. The scripture gives evidence that prosperity is one of God's blessings to those who love and obey him. To endow those who love me with wealth that I may feel their treasures. Guess what? If you're in a relationship, people look at their money as his and hers and not our money. If you're married, his and hers, probably not the right attitude to have. Regardless of who makes the most money, it is essential that you operate in the our money mindset, not my money or her money or his money. That's important because you're in this together. Together you win. Divided, you're probably going to fall and not win. You're going to lose. For this cause, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh. 